Hello and welcome to another episode of On Another Note with Doug and Judy. So this episode we're going to talk about kids. Kids. We are. Okay, how can you talk about kids without talking about adults too? Well, they'll come into the picture oh, okay. too. Yeah. All right. Now what we were talking about was, um, you know, how we admired parents today who are dealing with this whole, you know, COVID-19 thing and they're having to work from home and they have little ones at home, and they're having to homeschool and work at the same time. So we're talking about kids, but really we're giving a shout out to the parents that oh are doing this. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. We don't have kids at home. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, <laughs> I, it would be, I don't know how we would do that at all. You'd have had to shoot me. But, I, but I'm looking at these, you know, as I'm having all these Zoom meetings with younger teachers, and they have young children at home, and they're coming up and they're waving at you on the camera during the Zoom, or they're coming and sitting on their lap. Or I think our boys would have had fun with that. Oh, our our boys would have driven us crazy. Probably. Yeah. We would have just locked the door. They'd have to be somewhere else in the house. They would have to be banging on the door. Yeah. So, but yeah, honestly, you know, as I watched like these young professionals who are having to, to yeah, do think about everything. somebody who has an office job and they're doing that from home. Oh yeah. Like uh, one of our sons right now mm-hmm. with two kids at home. Yeah. And they have set hours for when they're doing their schoolwork and mm-hmm. we might get a message from one of the one of our grandkids um you know during their lunch break. During lunch they get an hour <laughs> for lunch and then otherwise they're working on school things or very structured. Little recess times in between. Yeah. So although, good for them. Although I do know that sometimes the structure comes apart just a little bit. I I know that that our son has shared with me that he was struggling one <laughs> afternoon because they kept coming to him asking questions or whatever. I was trying to, to work from home. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard raising kids. It is. Anyway. Yes. But I think during this time, especially, everyone needs a little bit of grace and a pat on the back. Yeah, you would think, you know, okay, we get to be home and work from home. This will make it easier. Um, no, because life still happens. Not really helping. So it's probably a good thing that we never had to go through that kind of thing when we had our kids. No, that is probably not a good thing. Especially since there was usually only one of us raising them. Trying to, (laughs) (laughs) and I know which one that was. It's sometimes, you know, honestly, it's hard for me. There are, there are periods of our married lives or married life, Mm -hmm. um, say, 30 years ago, there are things that aren't real clear now. I think because of the pace at which they moved. Yes. If, if that makes sense. I'm trying to remember uh, what was going on with my professional life. And then, okay, what was, you know, how old were my kids? What were they doing at the time that I was doing this, whatever, whatever that thing is? Oh, I'm going on this trip or Mm -hmm. whatever, right? With my job. Well, and we were talking the other day, and we talked about we talked about this quite a bit. Is that you know when you're so invested in what you do, whether it's because you're just passionate about what you do, or um, what you do is a is a total creative process, or you're invested financially in what you do because maybe you, um, you know, it's a business that you've created. Again, that's that creation part. When you invest yourself into something creatively with your head and your heart and your soul and all that, it's hard to stop it at a certain time and go, okay, the bell has rung, we're done, and now we get to do home things. 
Yeah, and that's uh, when you're a music educator, your job has weird hours. Oh, you totally. know, a lot of people look at it and you think you're a teacher. School day it ends at three thirty or whatever, and then you're done. You're finished. You know, eight fifteen to three thirty. That's your school day. And when you're a music educator, it's like being a coach. Oh, those people, yeah. those those people work. You know, different hours. They work on weekends. They work in the evenings when they have games. They have practice after school. And it's the same thing for music educators, and uh, it, it makes the day really long. Uh, you have to go back to sometimes go back to school in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about how many times our kids uh, know ate drive-through or fast food things, be, so we could zip to a football game and all be together. Right, or, Friday nights, Skyline Chili. Yes, it was. football games. Oh, miss Skyline. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring that up. Yeah, it's good stuff. But anyway. Yeah, but you're right. It's uh, I, th- I think especially for me, it was always putting together uh, the program, whatever we were performing, and the creative process behind that. You, you put some of yourself into it, and you want to see it flourish. You want to see it succeed. And my problem is that um, I'm a micromanager. <laughs> um, and so I'm trying to do everything. And it took me, it took me a while. I started to, started to figure it out um, to get better about delegating. But I had to be there for everything. And even when I wasn't at school or at rehearsals, uh, my mind was still turning, uh, thinking about how I could make it better or what I was going to have to create you know if I was in the middle of putting it together you know or if something wasn't going just right how were we going to fix that why is that not working right I'm just grateful there weren't cell phones I mean there were but we couldn't afford one and that was nobody had one to write the end of my uh, yeah and I uh, mean if you'd been called all the time for wow yeah yeah that's true it was still there were still phone calls but not no I wouldn't I wouldn't have been yeah, if if I was as accessible as I am now, I can't even with imagine. email. Even yeah. we didn't even have to deal with that. That was toward the tail end of me teaching public school. Well, that's what when I think about, um, and we've talked about this whether this is like a male thing or a female thing or whatever. Um, and I'll explain that a little more in a minute. But um, the fact that you could get up in the morning and you could get yourself ready and you could hop off to school and I would get up and I would get the boys ready and I would get the breakfast going and I had to time it so I could drive them to school and get to my school on time and there were multiple schools sometimes and having to get everybody where they needed to go and then go to work and then picking people up after school because you had something or whatever and um, it it wasn't so bad when you were teaching high school only because we were all in the same district. Right. So we kind of just, you know, hey, we were going this way anyway. Um, but after we moved here and the boys weren't at your school anymore and you had to do that, a lot of the times I felt like um, the the burden, that's a bad word, but uh, of taking care of the all responsibility. those. Responsibility. The, the responsibility of taking care of all the home stuff and all of that fell on me because you were very driven in what you were doing. There was that, now there was that, what I call the sweet sweet period there for two years while I was in grad school. That was really good. Where I was able to, I was able to do most of my, well, I, I did homework, but I mean, mm-hmm. I was able to do my schoolwork and be much more involved with our kids. 
and with the home life. Well, that was wonderful. I would come home and you would have dinner going. I know. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, I would get home at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon a lot of days. Right. It was Because awesome. I would be finished. And I could just, you know, catch the bus and ride home. And then it was me staying till 10 o'clock at a rehearsal for right. a musical. Yeah, yeah. So we switched places for a little bit there. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not going to say you rubbed it in, but I think the word karma came around <laughs> at times that, you know, well, I have to be at school, so mm-hmm. you're going to have to deal with this and that. Right. And I, and I know that, that parents also kind of juggle um, when their kids are involved in after school activities, you know, if they're playing sports or mm-hmm. uh, taking dance piano or whatever, getting everybody where they need to be. I I don't know. I watch some younger couples or families that, that do that. I just, I'm just amazed. I mean, I know we yeah. did some of that. But not like they do. And no. we just dragged our kids with us. Yes. We, we took yeah. them to rehearsals and football games yeah. and contests and they learned the ropes behind the scenes and they helped and yeah, there was some intramural sports they played on occasion or something, yeah. and they played instruments and, you know, that kind of thing. But it wasn't like they were all involved in all these um, um, organized sports or organized, no. you know, and, not, and definitely thing. not several at a time. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, here's the funny thing. They turned out okay. They did. They did. They And they still speak to us. I know. Nice. They don't hate us. Having grown up children is awesome, by the way. Oh, yeah. If you can survive, like, between the 13 and 18 thing, they actually turn back into people. Yeah, 13, 18 knows. Oh. Buckle up. Yeah. I was like, let's just lock them in a closet till they're 18. <laughs> let's just do that. I don't know. It's it's hard. And I don't want to say it's just, um, you know, music educators. You talked about coaches and that, that kind of thing, too. But I think there's a there's a perception from those who are outside of what we do that thinks, Oh, you're a musician. That must be so much fun. Yeah. And that must be, you know, how great that you get to do that. And it is, it really is, but they don't understand the time it's that, whole, that goes into it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a whole thing with the analogy of the iceberg. Right. You know, you, you see the iceberg above the water and then you don't see all of the iceberg below the water, <laughs> all the preparation and all the planning and all the rehearsal that you had to do to pull off that iceberg. Exactly. That, that, that little water. tip. Little tip. That's right. Yep. And um, I, there, <laughs> you know, I've had so many people come to me and go, don't you just love watching what he does? And isn't that great? And I'm thinking, yeah, that's wonderful. He's never home. So, um, yeah, that's great. <laughs> so it was just hard for, you know, I think. And again, like, coaches and well even somebody like a cheerleading sponsor you had just have oh, weird sure. mm-hmm. hours any anybody who has to be in that kind of atmosphere right uh, can't possibly have a normal schedule because what they do they do for other people in their spare time it's like you're you're doing those football games and things when everybody else is off so that they can enjoy their so weekend. they can be there right so they can enjoy their weekend and um and I think the kids, you know, our kids are really proud of what you do now. I mean, they really are. You are you are this big band director and, you you know, everybody knows your work and all that stuff. And they've always been proud of the work that you, you, you did. But I wonder sometimes they didn't get to spend as much time with you maybe as someone who worked an eight to four or something like that. 
But they did use you, however, for things. <laughs> I seem to remember, who was it, what, our oldest was running around the high school one night or something? Yeah, we were there, yeah. we were there for practice or something, and custodian, um, custodian came to me and said that our oldest son was running around the hallway, and I guess he asked him to stop running or, or something. Mm -hmm. And our son's response was, well, don't you know who my dad is? <laughs> and the good thing is, is that I, was, I got along with the custodian, mm -hmm. and so he thought it was funny. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, we had a good chuckle out of that. But, but they did kind of have the run of the school at times. They did. They knew all the nooks and crannies. Had to be there. Uh-huh, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, literally knew the nooks and crannies. You know, they get up on the catwalk over the stage. and Yeah, oh, we shouldn't tell this. We probably shouldn't I probably shouldn't say that one, but, yeah. Um, yeah Statute uh, of limitations. It's been more than seven years. Oh, so yeah. I think we'll tell you the truth. I think we're all right. But... And another state. <laughs> but I, I often wonder, I mean, for our kids, their experiences were completely different from um, from other kids, perhaps. And I, I happen to be on this Facebook page with all of these other spouses of band directors. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are considerably younger than I am, and they're going through the same things that I went through when we were teaching high school, and how they feel like they're alone, and they're raising kids, and you know they're they're trying to attend everything that the, their husband does, and all. The, I mean, it's just I, I completely understand it, and yet as I watch, you know, this this one mom will put video up of her, I think she's like two or three. And she's watching Daddy on the TV and conducting the music. And I think about all of the uh, unique opportunities that our kids had that other kids just don't. And, you know, they got to be on stage and they got to, you know, work backstage and know how everything, how everything worked. And, you know, they, they got to be on the football field and they got, you know, there were things that, Sure. They got to do that and, you know, experiment with different instruments and, and things that other kids just didn't get to do. You mean like that the day when uh, our oldest was with me? I think I was at a middle school working that, at that point. I was working in high school, but I was at the middle school that day. <clears throat> and I needed something to keep him entertained. So I got a snare drum out, a couple of drumsticks, and I put the stand down as low as it go. Mm -hmm. And I just gave him the sticks, and he was super happy. He just played drum. The whole time I was there, filing music or whatever I was doing yeah. in the room. So, And then he ended up marching snare drum in a DCI drum guild corps. So <laughs> be careful. Be careful what you do. Why you put it, I mean, if you really want to get scholarship money, put a bassoon in front of your kid or a French horn or something like that. Something where they'll make some scholarship <laughs> money, yeah. <Right. laughs> snare drums are a dime a dozen. Trumpet, snare drum, yeah, clarinet, flute, forget it. <laughs> But, yeah, so our kids got to experience those things. They did. Yeah. And sometimes they were tired of them, you know. But yes. we also watched them attain skills that I don't know they that they would have attained other places. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were, they were independent, and um, they knew how to troubleshoot things. Mm -hmm. um, they could manage things well. They worked with, with younger children well. Um, they were they were managing backstage for younger children when they were in their teens, and uh, and doing well, yeah. You know, taking care of handling all those kids backstage, and it was, um, yeah, and troubleshooting for adults. The the story about 
um, Aaron was the, uh, the the anxious band director at the contest. Do you remember that one? Right. I do remember that. Yeah. So. Put him at ease. Everything's fine. I think he Talk was, him what, down. 15, maybe? Uh, <laughs> yeah, at the oldest, 14 or 15. Yeah. Um, he, the band director had have to have gotten something, and Aaron was like, oh, I got this. I'll take care of it for you, and took care of the issue for this director, and everything was fine. And, yeah. you know, I, there are a lot of kids that I don't know could have done the tr- troubleshooting at that age as well as as he did. Right. And, you know, he carries that on with him and how to deal with things and if something pops up, he, he can handle it well. So I think there were some real positives yeah, to, so. to what we did, but it was a really unconventional lifestyle. It was. Yeah. Well, it was, you know, complicated a little bit by the fact that uh, I was commuting 30 minutes one way to work, stuff like that. You spend a lot of time on the road. There were some days I'd spend two and a half hours driving, you know, because I would make a trip to school first thing in the morning and then come back home, pick everybody up. Right. Go back to school, and then a fourth trip home with everybody. And, and I have to say, you have to understand the reason he was doing that was because I had gone back to school, and so my school and the where he was teaching were thirty minutes apart. Right. And two and different states. Two different states. Yes. <laughs> that, was, that was part of it. Yeah. So you can get in state tuition. Yeah, and it, but you know we made it work, and that's what I'm seeing from. From parents today, you know, we're in, we're in a really bizarre situation at, that no one's expected, and you have kids in the house, and what are you going to do? You just adapt, and these kids, too, will have experiences that they never would have had otherwise. It's going to be it's true. something they'll look back on. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that it's, uh, it's one of those things sometimes we talk about the good old, the good old days. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm putting up quotations. The good old <laughs> days. And we go, how in the world did we make it through that? Yeah, how did we make that happen? We just, you just, at the time, you just do what you have to do. Right. And that's what I think we're seeing these young parents do today is they're doing what they have to do to make it work. And right. it's not always fun or pleasant. But I think when they look back on this, they're going to see how extraordinary it was. Some suggestions you would give someone who feels like they are having to to handle the vast majority of responsibility for the family. I'm going to call them, quote, family things. But but the home, while uh, the other parent is like me and super involved in in their job. Well, the first thing is is that you don't assume the other person just knows how you feel. You need to express yourself in a in a kind way before you've allowed it to to just accumulate and you blow up. You know, I agree I, with that. I learned the hard way, and I was awful because what I would do is I try to suck it up and be that good wife, whatever that good wife was supposed to be, and I would take care of things, but I would feel more and more frustrated having to do it by myself, and then. You know, some little tiny thing would happen and I would go ballistic, right? And so I think it's really important that you sit down. And if you can do this even before you get married and have kids or before you have kids at least and sit down and go, hey, so when it comes to the kids, you know, what are our responsibilities and how do you see your job working with this and my job working with it? 
because there are a lot of women out there who really feel the need to be out and working as well, mm-hmm. whether it's yeah. because they have to or because they want to. Sure. Um, and so how is that going to look and how are you going to communicate those things with your partner or your spouse um, to say, hey, you know, I've had a rough day or so. Can you be in charge of this or can you help me with the stuff at home and I need a break a little bit? I think we're afraid to say we need a break and yeah. we keep pushing forward. Um, even if it's a 15, 20-minute break, something, get away. Um, I think that would be the best advice I could give. And don't don't feel like you have to be everywhere. I think that was part of my problem, too, is I felt like to show you support, I had to be at every contest, every football game, and I wanted to be at every rehearsal, and I taught every band camp. And because I was doing things with you, I never really fully explored where I wanted to be. Mm. And I, I think it's really important that um, the caregivers, whatever, you know, you've got your own dreams and your own visions and all of those things, and you need yeah. to pursue those Self, too. Self-care and, and yeah. feeding yourself is really, really important. I think it's easy to lose sight of that. Right. There's got to be balance. There's definitely been times that I've done that. Oh, yeah. Me too. And, and not because I was giving all up for family. It's because I was giving all up for job. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Me too. So, you know, if you if there's anything that these two old people could help you with, it would be... You know, balance is really a thing, and, you know, it's great to be passionate about something, but don't lose sight of yourself, and, um, you know, kind of listen to your partner, and don't be afraid to say something to your partner. And I think it's, you made a really good point, don't assume that the partner knows. They can't read your mind. Because I was, I I seem to forget, like, every couple of months. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. I need to help you with that. I did say that, yeah. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, band started again. I, um, yeah. And we've gotten really good over the years of seeing where one person is really busy and the other one just picks up the slack. And, and you know, if something has to go for a while, it just goes. And we're, we're much more flexible about that kind of but thing. I think that's something that comes with being in a relationship longer. Um, Working through it. I mean, I, I'm sure there are people that get it right away, but we didn't. No, we were slow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's easy to say now because the kids are gone. Right. So I wish we'd known this before the kids came along. <laughs> so anyway, in the meantime, again, for those parents dealing with this, God bless you. I think this is hard. Shout out. You're doing a great yeah, job. Keep seriously. It up. And, um, you know, for those of us who've been around and people who are listening, if you've had kids, really – you know, find someone you need, you can support. In yeah, this invest effort. in a family, help them. Yeah, I think that would be a really cool idea. So, and if nothing else, just let them know they're doing a great job. So this has been On Another Note with Doug. And Judy. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to On Another Note with Doug and Judy. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more. You can find us on Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to email comments or questions, or if you have ideas for future topics, email us at onanothernotewithdougandjudy at gmail.com. 